Welcome to episode 36 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the graceful empty nester. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the arguments that we have in our minds. You know the ones, the ones where you tell yourself, I shouldn't have done this, or I should have said that, or I shouldn't be this way, or they shouldn't be this way. All of those arguments that we have with ourselves. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. I can always tell when my own husband is having some sort of argument in his head. Usually it's when he's driving and things are quiet. I notice something about him that I'm going to share in a second. Something's made him upset. He's really dwelling on something. Could have been something I did, or it could be a football game. It could be traffic. I notice it because I see him ever so slightly wag his finger. He'll move his finger up and down, and I know he's having this full-blown conversation in his mind. Usually in that moment, I'll say, what are you thinking about? And most of the time he answers, oh, nothing. And I have to believe that he's just having an argument, and he knows it's ridiculous, because that's what humans do. That's what we do. We all do it. Our minds resist something that's happening with an argument in our mind. Something is not aligning with our values or our beliefs. There's a conflict with our beliefs, and the argument actually begins. Now, I know as moms, we experience these arguments frequently in our minds. It could be something as simple as, us just telling our grown children that they need to bring a coat. I'm using this example because it's something of a little bit of a joke in our family. So I have mistakenly told my kids, my grown children in their 30s and 40s, hey, you need a coat on. It's cold outside. Like they couldn't see it. And of course, they just laugh and roll their eyes at me, and I realize what I've done. But what if I have this full-blown argument in my brain? Because this happens to all of us. For me, it sounds something like this. I shouldn't have to tell them that it's cold outside. They're grown, adjective, adult children. Now I have to listen to them complain. If I had said something beforehand, they would have been annoyed. 
I should have said it anyway. I'm not giving up my coat. Well, this is going to be a fun day listening to them complain. And I have to laugh at this comment in my brain because I'm the one who's complaining in my head. I'm the one who is suffering with this argument going on inside my head. The next day I might be playing this out still in my mind. I could be thinking, what a miserable day just because they forgot their coat. Next time, I'm going to say, listen, you need to stop complaining. You should have looked at the weather. Why am I so touchy about what happened? This is not my problem. Because it ruined my day. And yes, you can even answer your own questions in your argument to yourself. I shouldn't be upset over this. I don't know why I get so worked up over these things. In a matter of seconds, these thoughts can explode. Maybe on another day, this issue wouldn't have been such a big deal, but this time it was. Maybe it was the mood that I was in. But that's what it sounds like when my brain is having this full-blown argument in my head. We all do it. You might do it with traffic. You might be driving down the road thinking everyone around you is a bad driver. What if that's just not true? We argue in our minds about the small stuff, but we also argue in our minds about the big stuff. There are five subjects that I repeatedly hear from other moms where the reality of some decision made by her grown children collide with her own beliefs. And then the argument begins. Number one belief is family relationships. Moms believe that their family is the most important thing in their lives. Our grown children don't always feel the same way at certain points in their lives. They may even distance themselves or argue constantly with their siblings. So then that fight begins in our brain. Number two is relationships. Mom may hold a more traditional or biblical view of relationships. And her kids may have made other choices that create that clash in beliefs. And then the argument in your brain, it begins. Number three is political or religious beliefs. When your kids leave their faith that they were raised with, or they adopt an opposing political view, then the argument in our brain begins. Number four is career choices. Maybe you envisioned your adult kids pursuing some specific career. You might struggle to reconcile their career choice or lack of one. And then that argument in our brain continues on and on each time it's brought up or each time it's triggered. Number five, parenting styles. For example, maybe you raised your kids with more of an authoritative parenting style and your kids have adopted more of a permissive approach to parenting. This I know was a problem for my own grandparents. I remember them frequently talking to my parents about how they were punishing my sister and I. I don't think that this just happened in this 
day and time. This has been going on for a very long time. There's conversations behind the scenes, but there's also these conversations that go on in our minds. Some moms are unfortunately dealing with all five of these conflicts, and a few don't experience any of them at all. But then they may not be here listening to this podcast. These cause arguments in our minds. These five issues with our kids. Arguments that may be repeated each time there's a trigger that reminds us that we believe something different than our kids do. We can't rationalize it no matter how hard we try. We can't let it go. It just, it's like that thing that gets underneath your skin poking the bear over and over again. You can't resist the thoughts away. That would be like being on a diet and telling yourself that you can't eat your favorite dessert that's sitting right in front of you. The harder you resist it, the more you think about it and the bigger the argument gets as to why you should or shouldn't eat that dessert. It starts to consume our minds. There are three choices on addressing these arguments in our mind. Really, it's just making a decision on which choice we choose to take. And of course, it's going to vary depending on what the problem is. But all of them require you to use that human part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex. You get to choose. You get to decide which beliefs that you want to keep and which you want to get rid of. So let's talk about this. How do we do this? Well, number one, you can change your old belief about the subject that's ruminating in your brain. Because it is true that some of our beliefs might be a little outdated. We might even decide that our grown kids might have a better handle on some things than we did. We just need to sit down and examine what are our beliefs and are they rational? Are they something that we want to keep? Or were we just conditioned that way? Or did society condition us this way? Number two is to examine your beliefs as these conflicts come up. Examine the argument in your mind. Examine your expectations. Now this doesn't mean that you have to change your beliefs. But you can notice when the mind begins to ruminate and discover that you've already worked through this issue and you don't need to give it too much thought. I can't tell you how many times I've just told myself, listen, you've already thought about this. This isn't your decision to make. Let them do their own thing and you stay in your lane. Number three is... We get to keep our belief. We get to choose to keep our belief knowing that there's going to be some discomfort in it. We are going to have areas in our life that no matter how much we argue with ourselves, our core values and our beliefs will not change. And I'm not saying that they should or that they shouldn't, but I'm just saying that we get to choose. We get to choose which beliefs that we simply hold on to. Therefore, all we have to do is recognize that we will experience discomfort when the triggers happen or the situation arises. We understand that we're going to be annoyed and that these things are going to go on in our brains. 
any one of these combinations of these making these three decisions will begin to reduce the amount of negative emotions that you're going to experience. Just recognizing that this is what I believe and they believe something different. We get to choose how we want to deal with that. But it's going to bring that argument in your mind down a notch. Now, no, it's not going to eliminate it because we're human beings. And we're going to sit there and have these little arguments in our minds. This is just the way we work. Research says that 80% of our thoughts are negative. This is why. We can take one situation like not telling our kids to wear a coat. They don't wear a coat. They're cold. And now we've got all these ruminating thoughts about it. Something as simple as that that we just can't let go of. Now, I want you to understand, this is normal. It doesn't just happen with our grown kids. It happens with anything that challenges your core values and your deep-seated beliefs. We experience growth by challenging our thoughts, examining our belief system, and renewing our minds with love, respect, and kindness in place of that mind drama that we put ourselves through. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.